Good morning. How are we all doing today? Our Holy Gospel is in the 14th chapter of John. Glory to you, O Lord. Your heart must not be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. In my Father's house are many dwelling places. If not, I would have told you. I am going away to prepare a place for you. And if I go away and prepare a place for you, I will come back and receive you and bring you to myself, so that where I am, you may also be. You know the way where I'm going. Lord, Thomas says, we don't know the way you're going. How can we know the way? And Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you know me, you will know my Father. From now on, you do know him and have seen him. Lord, said Philip, show us the Father. And that's enough for us. Jesus said to him, Have I been among you all this time without you knowing me, Philip? The one who has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, show us the Father? Don't you believe that I am in the Father and the Father is in me? The words I speak to you I do not speak on my own. The Father who lives in me does his works. Believe me that I am in the Father and the Father is in me. Otherwise, believe because of the works themselves. I assure you, the one who believes in me will also do the works that I do, and he will do even greater works than these, because I am going to the Father. And whatever you ask in my name, I will do it, so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask me anything in my name, I will do it. The Gospel of our Lord. I'd like to invite you to join me as we start off our time of meditation together today by praying the Holy Spirit prayer. Let us pray. Come Holy Spirit and fill the hearts of your faithful and kindle in us the fire of your love. Send forth your spirit and we shall be created and you shall renew the face of the earth. O God, who by the light of the Holy Spirit instructs the hearts of the faithful, grant that by the same Holy Spirit we may be truly wise and ever rejoice in his consolations. This we pray through Christ our Lord. Amen. I'm guessing that uh, most of you have a red-letter edition of the Bible. Uh, it matters not the translation, whether it's RSV, NSRV, NIV, NEV, King James, you name it. Uh, I have a red-letter edition Bible. Uh, this, is my, uh, this is my camouflage version. The, cam the camouflage translation. The hunter's version of the Bible. You know, most of you know that I lived in Wisconsin for 26 years, and one of the things that was kind of one of my fall rituals was deer hunting. It's almost like a national holiday in Wisconsin. Kids basically take the whole entire week off just to go hunting. And so one of the things that I would do is I would set up my tree stand, and I would sit in my tree stand. For those of you who understand that concept, basically you're about 12, 14 feet up off the ground, and you just sit there, and you look and you wait, and you listen. Well, one of the things that you do while you're sitting there looking and waiting and listening is I would oftentimes bring my camouflage Bible with me so that I could sit there and do this. See, the deer can't see me. I'm reading my Bible. The deer can't see me. See, I'm camouflaged. Well, I have, this, is a, this is a red letter edition. You know, I don't know if you've taken and looked at this section of the Gospel of John recently. But I, if you have a red-letter edition, I'd like to have you go home today and check it out. Starting at about chapter 12 through chapter 17, 
you're going to see red, red, red. Now, all of us pretty much know that if it's in red, that means that those are words that are attributed to Jesus. Those are things that Jesus actually said. And because of that, we have been given this tremendous glimpse into Jesus. If you just read the 12th through the 17th chapters of John, you will get this tremendous glimpse of who Jesus is. And we've been given this bird's eye view into who Jesus is and what he has come to reveal to us. And today's text is just a very small portion of what Christ came to reveal to us, and yet it is, I think, probably one of the most important sections of this piece that Jesus shares with us. Real quick context is that Jesus is with his disciples before he's arrested and subsequently is taken and crucified on the cross. And what he's doing here in this time frame of this quality time that he's having with the disciples is he's sharing with them some very vital and important teachings and some very important understandings that will not only be important for the disciples to take with them, and I think this is going to be an important part of what the disciples are going to need to take with them into their future ministry, but that these teachings and these words that are revealed to us from Jesus, they are also words that have become and have always been vital to the ministry of the gospel in the life of the church ever since the time of Jesus. That the words of Jesus have gone on from generation to generation to generation, even into our very own generation. One of the most important truths that Jesus reveals to us today, he says this, he says, If you know me, you will also know my Father. If you know me, you will also know my Father. That's kind of mind-boggling, isn't it? I mean, think about that. Really take some time to think about that. If we know Jesus, then we know God. That is pretty, pretty fantastic. And then he goes on, he says, From now on, you do know him, and you have seen him. And just a few phrases later, he says, We hear Jesus, and he says, The one who has seen me has seen the Father. God has been in the business of revealing God's self to us for a long time. And of course, we can go all the way back to the Genesis story to see how God has revealed God's self to us. But we're not going to go back quite that far today. I'm just going to take us back to the third chapter of Exodus. Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, we call those the Pentateuch. The first five books of the Bible. Well, Exodus is number two. Genesis, Exodus. I'm going to take you back to the third chapter where God is speaking with Moses from the burning bush. Now, you have to understand the context here. This is where God is basically commissioning Moses to basically say, uh, you're going to be the dude, man. I'm calling you, and you're going to go, and you're going to talk to this Pharaoh guy over in Egypt, and you're going to say to the Pharaoh, let my people go. And of course, Moses is a bit reluctant. Who am I? Who am I that I should be the one that Jesus calls or that God calls to be the voice for God? And God says to Moses in the burning bush, I am who I am, and this is what you are to say. Because not only did he have to convince the Pharaoh, but he also had to convince the Israelites who were in bondage. So he had to go to the Israelites and he had to say, hey, 
I'm going to go to Pharaoh and I'm going to tell him that uh, he needs to let us all go so that we can be free from this slavery and bondage stuff. So Moses asks the question, what am I supposed to say to the Israelites? And this is what God says. He says, I am has sent me to you. Say to the Israelites, Yahweh, the God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob, has sent me to you. This is my name forever. This is how I am to be remembered in every generation. And that means even up until our time. Ever since the covenant relationship was established, God has been in the business. If you want to use that word, God has been in the intentional ministry of revealing God's self to us. And he's been doing it for a long time. And God has absolutely no intention of stopping. Now, this is where I'm supposed to ask Lutherans to give us me an amen. You don't have to, you know. You can just sit there and be a part of the, the Lutheran traditional response. So this is where I want you to take your little sermon notepad. If the Spirit leads you, you don't have to. This is an opportunity for you to use your little sermon notepad. I want you to get this mantra into your head this week. Think about this phrase all week long. If you know me, you will also know my Father. If you know me, you will also know my Father. If you know me, you will also know my Father. Or if you don't want to do that, then just keep referring to the 14th chapter of John and read that repeatedly over and over again. And the other mantra that I want you to get into your head this week is this phrase, from now on, you do know him and you have seen him. From now on, you do know him and you have seen him. And the other words that Jesus says that I'm asking you to think about etching into your heart is the one who has seen me has seen the Father. The one who has seen me has seen the Father. And again, this is all in the 14th chapter of John. Go and look at it this week and review it and read it and just kind of get it circulating in your head and start thinking about it and start beginning to think about what that means for you and what it has meant for you and your relationship with God and how God has revealed God's self to you through Jesus. Because I think if we, if, if we take the time, sometimes if we look and if we listen long enough, and when our hearts are receptive to hearing and understanding, it's when we get a glimpse, but not only do we get a glimpse, but I think that's when God catches us. God catches us. I, I kind of like that idea that God catches us. And God reveals a truth to us. You know, and sometimes that doesn't happen all the time, and sometimes it's relatively infrequent, but that's why I think it's important for us to do things like say and affirm these things repeatedly over and over again. The phrase that God reveals, it's a truth that God spoke and caught me this week, is the phrase, from now on. I don't know why, I don't know why, other than the fact that I can say it's Holy Spirit-led, but... The phrase that God has revealed to me this week that has stuck with me throughout this week is this phrase, from now on. And I got to wondering this week, how long is from now on? And if I hear it, and if I am understanding it correctly, Jesus is using this phrase, and he is saying it in the imperative. Now, all of us know we, we all went through English, right? We all understood all those different things, of course, 
Back in the day when I was taught all that stuff in English, I didn't understand all those things about, you know, an adverb and a pronoun and the, the future tense and the present tense and the imperative tense and, you know, all that kind of stuff. It was just like, whoa, that one went over my head. You know, it wasn't until later that all that stuff kind of started making sense to me. It's like, oh, yeah, now I understand. But if I'm hearing it correctly, Jesus is saying this in the imperative In other words, when Jesus says, from now on, he's saying, I am telling you, and it will be so. From now on, and I am telling you this, from now on, and it shall be so. From here on and into all time. That's both in Kronos time and that's in Kairos time. There's two two types of time in the Bible. There's Kronos and Kairos time. Kronos is where we get our word chronological. Kronos, chronological. You know, that's, what time is it? Eh, it's 6, 8.37. Oh, I better stop talking. <laughs> Pastor's already talked too long. That's what you're doing right now. You're all sitting there going, Kronos time. I wish he would just shut up. <laughs> but there's also the Kairos time. And the Kairos time is what we talk about in the Bible. It's called the, the God time, the opportune time. And that's what Jesus is saying here. He's saying from here on out, from this time forward, from now on, you will know me. From now on, you do know him and have seen him. Because the one who has seen me has seen the Father. How long is from from now on? If my understanding of God is correct and if what God spoke to us back in Exodus 3 is truth and promise, then God is forever. God is forever. And this is how God is to be remembered in every generation, that we will know God forever. And then God had this great idea. He said, I want to reveal myself to mankind and to humankind. I'm going to become one of them. So God in human history came into the world in the incarnate person of Jesus Christ in human flesh. And he revealed God's self to us. And no, no, We have not actually visibly seen God or Jesus, but these words have been written and these words have been recorded and we have heard and we have seen through these stories and these encounters God revealing God's self to us in the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus. From now on, from now on, you do know Him and have seen Him. The one who has seen Jesus has seen the Father. All we got to do is read the Gospels. All we got to do is hear the stories of Jesus and his interaction with human beings, and we see God. We hear God, and we see what God is up to. And the Gospel of John also reminds us in the last verse of chapter 20 about the implication of what this means for us in the rest of our from now on time with Jesus. John wrote, he said, these things, these revelations from Jesus, they were written so that you may believe that Jesus is the Messiah. They have been written so that you may believe that Jesus is the anointed one, that Jesus is the one who has come to save us, the Son of God, and by by believing that you may have life in his name. And that's where That's where you and I get our life. That's where you and I get our sense of purpose is by knowing God and by understanding what God wants for us and what God has revealed to us. That's what gives us a sense of life. 
The other important thing for us to take away today is that Jesus is telling the disciples that he's saying all of this, and this is, I think, important. Jesus is saying all of this to his disciples within the shadow of the cross because God has chosen to reveal the saving power and the grace of God to all of humankind. He's chosen something that's cruel. He's chosen the cross as the way to reveal the saving power and grace of God to all of humankind. And we are Easter people. We're in the season of Easter now. We know. We know what the rest of the story is. The victory over death was won and that Christ was raised to resurrection life so that we too can share in that same resurrection life with him. Jesus is foretelling of his death but also of his resurrection. And he is letting us know that each and every one of us, we have a place with Jesus. And that means that not only do we have a place with Jesus, but we have a place with God. In my Father's house are many dwelling places. If not, I would have told you. I'm going to prepare a place for you. And if I go away and prepare a place for you, I will come back and receive you to myself so that where I am, there you also may be. You see that from now on, when I ask that question, what is that from now on? How long is that? That, Jesus, that, that from now on that Jesus is talking about, it will be forever. As Deb Thomas writes, God's offer of belonging extends far beyond the confines of this mortal world. And that is a promise that you and I can take with us today and every single moment and every second of our lives. That from now on, from now on, that means that Jesus is with us, walking with us, and that we are with Jesus and we will always be with Jesus. And there's nothing, nothing, absolutely nothing that can take that away from us. Jesus is the way of and to God. Jesus is the truth about God. Jesus is the life in God. We see him and we know him. And from now on, we will have a place with him and we will have a place with God. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you always. And also with Let's you. Let's take a moment to share the peace with one another. I invite you to pray the prayer our Lord has taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Amen. Go in peace. Tell what God has done. Thanks be to God.